We had a collaboration with some Chinese com uh, Chinese uh, scientists. Here we have a vaccine. What is the problem? Get over it. What we are very proud of now is that we penetrate the cabinets. Seriously, I'm, I'm making a serious point. I don't know what half of them are protesting against. We've still got Fauci walking around free. The man should be in irons in the darkest pit. As much as he touts that he cares about it, he doesn't. This is our revolution. It's not theirs. Don't let them take it from you. Don't let them convince you that it's their revolution when in fact it's not. It's ours. And we will have it. It is Thursday, the 29th day of September, the year of our Lord 2022. I'm Johnny Henson alongside Bruce Adams and Pavel. Gentlemen, it's good to see you. Bruce, how are you today? I'm healthy and alive. Doing well. Glad to hear it. Pavel, how are you? Well, I'm doing wonderful. Um, still trying to serve Christ and getting a little bit better every day. Okay, lots transpired in the uh, in the last week or so. Uh, Pavel, we didn't have you on. We actually ran a rerun uh, with you on Tuesday this week because I was not here uh, the previous two. So uh, the uh, listener got a rerun. But a lot's happened since uh, since you were on last. Uh, and I suppose we can get into some of that. We can talk about some of the, um, as much as I hate to do it, we can talk about some of the midterm stuff. We can talk about uh, the big hurricane that's about to smash into the side of Florida, uh, the west coast of Florida, if you can believe it. First time a hurricane's hit that part of the state in 100 years, I think, as in like a direct hit. So, Well, they, uh, they, th this severe is what they're saying, but I've, I've heard from, from people that have lived there that it's only like they just recently they had like four hurricanes hit there. So... It, it might have to do with size uh, category. It's size, it's timing. Um, weather is just like anything else is a really good tool for media to distract people, for politicians to make announcements. Is My point is this, is the hurricane big? Yes. Is it dangerous? Yes. Is it something new? I mean, past 10 years, how many hurricanes? 20 years, 30, 50, 100, 1,000 years on average. Nothing new is happening on average. I think on average, we're actually kind of uh, in a good spot, more or less, right now. But it is deadly. You should be prepared. But this happens all the time now. Get ready for it. It's always been there. It's uh, it's true. This is hurricane season. We're in the middle of hurricane season. I mean, this this is when it happens. Every year, they come along and smash up Florida. I mean, they do. That's that's what happens. But maybe we're glossing over this. Maybe we're not taking this as seriously as we should. Don Lemon on CNN, uh, the Cartoon News Network, excuse me, the Central News Network, was speaking to the hurricane director of NOAA, the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration. And he was saying, look, this is a simple explanation. This is man-made climate change, isn't it? Tell us what this is and what effect the climate change has on this phenomenon. We, we can come back and talk about climate change uh, at a later time. I want to focus on the here and now. We think the rapid intensification is probably almost done. There could be a little bit more intensification as it's still over the warm waters of the uh, eastern Gulf of Mexico. But I don't think we're going to get any more rapid intensification. If you look here, you can actually see, pretty interesting for your viewers, you can actually see a second eye wall forming around the inner eye wall. And that's basically the second eye wall has overtaken the original eye wall. And that should arrest development. 
so listen, I just, I'm just trying to get that you said you want to talk about climate change, but what, what effect does climate change have on this phenomenon that, that is happening now? Because it seems these storms are intensifying. That's the question. Here. I don't think you can link climate change to any one event. Okay. On the whole, on the cumulative, uh, climate change uh, may be making storms worse, uh, but uh, to link it to any one event, um, I, I would caution against that. Okay. Well, Bruce, you remember the Project Veritas video that we saw from the uh, the CNN guy? He says, look, after COVID, we're going to hammer home climate change. It's going to be climate change, climate change, climate change at CNN. That's what we're going to focus on. We're not going to focus on anything else. It's going to be a, a North Korea level of propaganda when it comes to climate change and what that network Phenomenon. is going to do. That's what it is. Phenomenon. I want to, I want to interject right now. The first thing that cuts is the word phenomenon. You know, they use it on purpose. The actual phenomenon here is them using specific words in order to scare people. Simple terms. There's no phenomenon. A hurricane is a bad, 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 horrible, dangerous weather. It's been happening since before humans were here. It used to be much worse. Trust me. Is it okay that science doesn't know something? Yes, we're human. We don't have every answer. Just like the guy said, on average, sure, we probably have in some sort of a worsened effect. We're not sure. We're not done. We know we're making some sort of a change. Do we know exactly how much, what's going on? Not really. All he's saying is like, look, this thing's dying off. Um, we are not entirely sure how much we affected, but it's going to keep happening. It's been happening. Stop bothering me with the question that there's no definite answer to yet. Yeah, I, I did like his um, very polite way of saying F you is basically what he was doing there. He was politely saying you're stupid for, for asking me this question. Well, uh, but the thing is, is I, I'm. I'm glad he did that, and I'm glad he uh, because at, yeah, that's true. We we don't know for sure uh, that that that's true. But what he was getting at there is this isn't something to be politicized. This is a natural disaster. This is something that we have to prepare for. People will die. We need to prep, uh, prepare, and we need to focus on here and now. And I I agree with him. I'm I'm tired of seeing these events and these disasters politicized. And unfortunately, it's going to be depoliticized because DeSantis is uh, governor of Florida. So they're going to try to paint him uh, as the enemy as best they can. They're going to try to make this hurricane look absolutely horrendous, which it already looks like it's going to be bad enough because it's yep. category four. We got some, uh, it's literally just, as at the time of recording now, it's literally just made landfall. And while you guys are talking, I know, Pavel, you want to uh, jump back in there. I, I'm going to be running some uh, some footage of it making landfall behind us on the screen. Okay, here we are. What am I seeing? I'm seeing water where it should not be. Um, I've I This looks really bad. It is a horrible hurricane. It's nothing I haven't seen before. I see no people. I see somebody making a video standing on a porch, um, a large porch, wealthy building and the wind is so bad you know that it's blowing off leaves off palms basically but the palms are still there you know there's a miniature tsunami like next to a pool but the guy's standing outside with things are blowing around um doesn't look any more than a horrible hurricane should look like to be honest um if that's well, when you the look at it, it when you look at it on the satellite imaging here i mean it looks it looks pretty bad terrible yeah terrible that's that's like a death level event but here's the thing the guy's standing there he's probably got a roof over his head He's on a giant porch. He's completely exposed to the elements. He's not blown off his feet. I've seen plenty of hurricanes in Asia. People are literally flying with the wind. I mean, it looks bad. There's water everywhere. There's buildings. First, second floor on the water. Horrible damage. 
I don't think there's anyone left in those buildings. People most likely were warned. They were. It's, uh, it's, I've actually got friends on the ground down there, and they were uh, they were warned to uh, to get out. It's bad. They, they've evacuated like a half a million or something. I mean, the like the parts in the yeah. coast, like Naples and stuff, where it was going to take a direct hit. Um, so let's but, look at how good we're yeah, prepared now. How much better? That's just it. Exactly. No, you're you're right on point. That's what I was going to say. Is if you go back in the '90s. To those that are old enough to remember, we had a hurricane that hit the same part of Florida, nearly enough, went across the entire state, was called Hurricane Andrew, was one of the worst hurricanes. Of course, we've had uh, Katrina and, and Harvey since then, but at the time... Hurricane Andrew was one of the worst hurricanes to hit. And there was nothing. I mean, it flattened entire towns. But since then, since then, all of the building codes have been changed. All of them. All the structures have been reinforced. Everything is now built to hurricane standards down there. This is why when, uh, what was it, uh, Irma hit, which, by the way, this one was stronger than that when they got, uh, what was it, like 80% of the state to evacuate. And like, I, I think a roof got blown off. That's all that happened. And now this, right? This one's stronger than that. And yeah, there's some damage. Of course, there's going to be some damage. There's going to be power lines down. Uh, there's going to be cell networks disrupted. There's going to be uh, electricity and fresh water and stuff like that. It's going to be all offline, um, which actually I need to call GP because he, he's down there off the off the coast. But um, nonetheless, uh, this is, um, yeah, this is bad. But uh, as you said, Pavel, it's, it's the way that we've restructured things, the way that we've rebuilt things in the past. This actually prepped everybody for this time. Very simple two words, arrogance and intelligence. Intelligence is they're insulting people's intelligence by repeatedly not mentioning the preparedness, the actual actions that our people are creating. They're, they're basically saying, look, 30 years ago, you would board up your shop and wait for the wave to hit and die. We're not that stupid. We get ready. Our intelligence is higher than we're being treated in general. Arrogance. You chose to live next to an object that's immeasurably bigger and more powerful than you are, that you know once in a while comes and destroys everything here. You live here because people like to come. That's a good spot for shopping. You know, everybody loves the ocean. You know one day the ocean will destroy your stuff. It's horrible, but it's a choice. It's kind of a similar thing here. There's uh, locations in the state that are regularly hit by tornadoes, and it has to do with um, the geography of the area, you know, the, the, the way the land curvatures and everything, the way the wind sweeps across, uh, it, it happens regularly and tornado hits, destroys, uh, multiple towns. Uh, people come back and rebuild in the same exact spot and it happens again and again Wait. and again. And it, it, it's the same thing with, uh, as we're talking here, Tampa, Tampa's kind of in a bowl, like it, it's, it's below uh, down lower than the the rest of the land around it. That's why it's so dangerous for the the storm to hit that area, uh, is my understanding. Um, well, but I mean, it's a hurricane, so you know it's dangerous anyway. All these experts, no one talks about the the bigger picture, which is the experts. Um, they don't mention the fact that our global weather, the hurricanes, and everything is also very affected by solar winds, um, events on the sun. Um, our cosmic neighborhood events that mess with our magnetosphere, that mess with ozone, solar flares that literally have giant effect on temporary weather conditions on Earth. All those things that are not talked about can be used as propaganda tools as well. As a matter of fact, they can be predicted. It's like the government's coming out and say, listen, because of you and the sprays that are using the cars that you're driving, the sun will disappear for one day and hopefully it'll come back. Boom, solar eclipse happens. Same thing. They're not informing public in a logical way that explains the situation. What they do is they describe 
the bad parts of it. People are afraid of things that are not there so that the actual scary things seem normal, like the bureaucratic, the capitalist insurance system. I mean, if you're building a place, if you're building a place of business somewhere where you know it's going to get leveled within the next three years, sure you're thinking about insurance. There's always a reason. If people are rebuilding, like Bruce said, we're very good at rebuilding. If you like living there, if you keep coming back, don't blame yourself or the government on things that are natural. Get ready for it. Everything and anything, as 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 John has said, has been used and will be used as a political propaganda tool. The weather, the reasons for it. Some of these experts, I, I made a hobby in just in life in general to, to talk to experts in medicine, doctors and all this. And you know what? Most of these quote unquote experts are total idiots. They really are. That's all I got to say. Just a couple more things. Uh, one, um, I'm, I'm glad you brought up the the sun having uh, effects on weather because uh, uh, that reminded me, uh, we just had a immense solar flare here. What was it last week, the week before or something like that? Here really recently. We had barely covered. Flare. Must barely covered that, yeah. in the news. I, yeah. I looked and yep. Yeah, nobody really talked about that one. It was pretty big, and they were they were expecting it to be um, uh, pretty bad, is what they were expecting. It was supposed to be a big one. I don't know if it actually caused any disturbances in power grids or communications or any of that, uh, because as you said, it, nobody talked about it. It wasn't in the news anywhere. So that would be interesting to see the timeline of when the solar flare happened and when the hurricane started building uh, strength. There's an ex there's an expression in, in European culture where I'm from in Russia. It's called, oh, this is a magnetic storm. It's such a common household expression that all kids talk about. It's like, oh, my mom has a headache, her knee hurts. Must be the magnetic storm. It'll be rain later. That I'll have barometers. They're all aware of reality. I don't ever see that in America. We have an expression that literally says, okay, I don't see anything bad happening. It's not raining. It's sunny. But this hurts. That hurts. I feel like this because of that, an invisible force. that And all kids know it. Oh, it's it's magnetic storm. No one knows about magnetic storms in here. No one talks about it. Yeah, you know, I was I was mentioning to the uh, to the guys here last week. I said, you know, that we were talking about this offline. I said, you know, there's a uh, there's a city or or a town or something in Russia, and I, I I can't think of the name of it right off the top of my head. But some really odd things happen there. When I say odd, I mean like clocks don't work. People live to like 120 or something. And they have children up into their 70s and 80s. And I, I can't think of of the name of it. Um, it, it. Like other things, too, like meat. They can leave meat out and it doesn't spoil for a month. Metal doesn't, metal doesn't yeah, rust. Metal doesn't rust. It's it's crazy. It's crazy. I can't think of the name of it. But uh, they, the only thing that they can figure out, or at least the only thing they can, they can kind of guesstimate as to what's actually going on there or theorize to what's actually going on there, is that it has something to do with the magnetic field and, and the magnetic storms or, or something or whatever that has the effect on our magnetic field. And that's like the sweet spot where like just crazy things happen. Yeah, I, I'm not going to name any names either of towns. First of all, I, I've heard so many rumors and this and that. And you're right, there's a place like that. Reality consists of so many parts that the human arrogance gets so overwhelmed by the actual reality that we are built to exist, perceive, and believe only smart part of it. We're not developed. We don't have the capacity to see all of it. Because of that, we are arrogant enough to believe that it is our actions, the actions of our government, the actions of our rich people, the actions of someone that are creating these events or responsible for the events. In reality is, look into the invisible things that affect you. The reality is, we're 
a lot smaller part of a lot bigger global community as in, you know, physically, you know, global place, global environment in our solar system. If you have never heard of things that are around you all the time and you find out in your 20s, which is it's like a YouTube channel. How old were you when you found this out? If you listen to some of these facts that affect you every day and people don't know about their existence till their 20s, 30s, that is man-made. That is created by a man, by a government that does not educate you purposely about things that are not man-made. They want to seem like they have some sort of power explanation for events that you are not aware of the reasons for, I guess I should say. That kind of follows along with what we were discussing yesterday in how all of these institutions and these corporations, these, um, uh, when I say institutions, I'm not talking about like uh, education, but or I'm, I'm not talking about like schools, but the people that actually influence what the schools teach. Um, for example, if they want to influence the way that learning is in a society, they won't influence the student directly. They'll take over the school that teaches the teachers. And so the teachers will exactly. then influence what is being taught in the schools. So th it's this type of, exactly. It's it's this type of um, this type of ideology that uh, that subverts society and culture. Uh, and that's what we discussed yesterday. On that point, uh, do you want to do you want to go any further with that? Uh, or do you want yeah, to? One, one, yeah, go one ahead. last thing I want to say, um, there's a lot of dis discussion about the feminine fe feminist movement, blah, 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 blah. The, the only question I want to ask, do you guys know who funded the feminine, the original beginning, the newspaper, the the start, yes. the place for the yes, Rockefellers, yes. correct? Rockefellers, yes. Okay, so yeah, so I look at just just that fact alone. There are men that needed more tax money, and that's where they started. A look at the effect. That's all. One simple thing. That's a starting point for anybody that, no, that's no, curious. Enough said. Yeah. Enough said. That's yeah. it. Let's shift over to uh, to what's going on here in Europe. As if it wasn't bad enough, the Congress, right? It is bad enough the Biden administration is doing it arbitrarily, but the Congress, the Congress signed off on a twelve billion dollar uh, cash package to Ukraine just the other day. So we're sending more of that. The Biden administration today guaranteed another one and a half billion. So, uh, or 1.6 billion or, or something like that. I mean, it makes it that, like the original thing where he was sitting on the stage with the Council on Foreign Relations. He says, I'm leaving in six hours and uh, I want that prosecutor fired. If he's not fired, I'm, you're not getting the billion dollars. Well, son of a bitch, he got fired. That makes that look like child's play compared to the amount of cash they're throwing around now. I was going to say, so, so such little numbers, like 1.2, yeah. 12 billion, whatever. Was that like? 200 400 300 we've, billion we've thrown we've thrown right now to date i think uh, we're over a trillion are we not now by, trillion, by yeah. now bruce yeah we're, we're like slightly dollars. over a trillion i think uh, i I'm, i don't know the official numbers on whether we're at a trillion or not but i know it's it's multiple hundreds of billion how, how many is, nobody even knows how many zeros the trillion has like in population isn't it eight right one and eight zeros is a trillion uh, there's yeah, there's a mark that like there's a one and then it's a six zeros is a million. So one one and six zeros is a million. Yeah, you exactly. So you need no you two two anyhow. Look at how many zeros when your paycheck half it gets there. You, you know what I mean? It's the amount of money that is dumped into Ukraine is already more than all of America probably earned in their lifetimes combined in their right now. Like I don't even know how to explain how much money was sent into Ukraine enough to buy all of it, rebuild it all, and give everybody a million. 
Yeah, and and you've got Zelensky running around saying they need seven hundred billion to re, to rebuild everything. And if you look at the infrastructure, the 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 cost that they've put into infrastructure from GDP, it's not even a quarter of that. So why do you need seven hundred, eight hundred billion to to rebuild? Which, I, quite frankly, the war is not even uh, it's not even over. And I, I suppose we can segue into this. Okay, so the referendums, right? The, the referendums in the Donbass area, in Mariupol, in Kurzon. Uh, in Luhansk and Donetsk. So these, uh, I'm sorry if I missed any uh, any areas, but the referendums in these uh, in these areas. So that happened, right? Or well, it was in the process. That I don't think they finalized it yet. I think they're just now getting like the final counts and everything in. But uh, these the referendums happened in the process of those ref- or those referendums happening. Putin mobilized. It wasn't a full mobilization. It was a partial mobilization of the Russian reserve forces, which they have a million that they can call up in times of war. But they've got 300. Bruce, you look like you just found something. Sorry, I was running a calculation based on what you guys were talking about with the the amount of money we sent over there. If all we sent over there was $100 billion, if that's all it was, uh, it would take you if you printed $1 a second for, you know, to to reach that $1 billion, that's 3000 years. Wow. Can so you look, okay, can you divide that amount by 18, let's say $18 an hour? Can you divide a hundred billion by 18? Uh, that's, uh, let's see, 5 billion. Okay, so yeah, 5. around 5. 5 billion. So 5,000 million work hours of effort we send there. 5,000 millions of work hours worth of effort to Ukraine. So let's say 5 so let's say 5 billion people work for one hour or half that for two hours. You know what I mean? Imagine imagine the amount of effort you could pay for to build things. Imagine 500,000 people getting paid $100 an hour and working. Jesus Christ, man. You could have 10 Ukraines rebuilt. Yeah. The, the thing is, is uh, at the very same time all of this is happening, uh, all the funding and everything, they're, they're sending money to Ukraine. At the same time, the, the budgets that are being passed here um, if they don't pass the budget this week, the government's going to shut down on Friday. Hang on a minute. We, we actually have a budget. We, 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 like these jokers have actually come up with a budget, oh, a workable Christ. budget. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Supposedly, uh, if they don't, uh, you know, you know how it is. They, they, they do the, the BS of, well, if we don't pass it, the government's going to shut down and non-essential yeah, yeah, workers are, yeah. okay. you know, blah, 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 Go blah, home. blah. Go home. All right. That's fine. I, I think all essential. you people on the Hill need to go first, quite frankly. Let the people continue to take out the trash and you go home. Oh, we'll take the trash out, my man. Oh, yeah. People are waiting to take trash out. I know. Okay, so the uh, the incident that's going on. So during the referendums, Putin did a partial mobilization. He was expected to do a full mobilization, according to the press here in the West, but he didn't. He fired, or excuse me, the um, the defense minister resigned, I believe. That's what it was, resigned. I'm doing the air quotes. Resigned. And uh, to pursue other opportunities, I might add. Uh, they didn't mention what that was. I'm sure we'll never know. But he resigned to pursue or to pursue other opportunities. And lo and behold, Putin makes the announcement later on in the afternoon that he's mobilizing 300,000. And he also signed into law a number of things. Now, Pavel, you said, I mean, a month ago now, a month ago, it's been that long, a month ago, that people were done. The morale was gone. People were tired of it. The, the, like the, the Russians are tired of it. The Ukrainians are tired of it. Uh, down in the Crimea and the Donbass, they're all tired of it. Nobody wants to fight. Nobody wants a war. They're done. They're, they're throwing their AKs off and, and just they're walking away. 
The, the conscripts that were sent in first were deserting. And so Putin signs these sweeping laws for military service. These amendments have been passed. So there's an imprisonment now for up to 10 years for refusing to participate in hostilities. So if you don't go, then you're going to prison for 10 years. There's a punishment for looting in the form of imprisonment for up to 15 years. So if you're looting while you're deployed, you face up to 10 years in prison for desertion and non-appearance of military personnel for, con for conscription service. You have a responsibility for a non-execution of a military order, a resistance to the chief of the military service, unauthorized leaving of the place of service, desertion, evasion from service, violation of the rules of service if they are committed during martial law, in wartime, or in conditions of armed conflict or combat operations. You also have aggravating circumstances for crimes against military service, which will be considered if they are committed not only in conditions of armed conflict or hostilities, but also during the period of mobilization or martial law in wartime. When Putin announced that right before he signed these, when he announced that 300,000 were being called up, there were airline tickets that were sold out immediately, almost immediately. People were trying to, like people were flooding the airports in Moscow, St. Petersburg, um, and, and these, these places, and they were trying to get out of the country. The borders at Georgia and Estonia, uh, like the border crossings, border checkpoints there, they were all jammed up for, for miles down the road. And it, I, I can't help but think it's it's what you said. People don't want to go to war. I mean, they're, they're smashing out the recruiting stations. I mean, it, nobody wants this war. People are tired of it. The Russian people are as gullible as they might be. They're, they're afraid of something that's bigger than Putin. They're afraid of something that's bigger than Ukraine. Um, there's an understanding going on, which is pretty obvious to me that the real war is going to be with America or is powered by America. They, they understand that Slavic people in general are getting messed with. There is now a separation of thought and entity between people and the government, similar to 19, early 20th century, when before Russian Revolution, people are sick of everything. They, no one wants to go to war. And even more so, nobody wants to go to war with America because neither American people nor Russian people on a bigger scale want to fight each other. There's no reason. They're running away from Putin. There is a opportunity here to change the government. Okay, If everybody left Russia 100% alone right now, I think there would be a revolution. Putin will go away. However, that's not going to happen. There's going to be more and more pressure. There's rats that are running from the ship and there's refugees leaving the war zone. The rats, they already have their nests. They started jumping away a long time ago. Now we have refugees, now we have people on the ground. And this is the most dangerous thing in the world. What's going on right now is we have a mother bear with her cubs that's going further and further into her cave. The bear doesn't want to fight anyone. The bear just wants to raise its cubs safely. The bear doesn't like Putin. The bear doesn't like Biden. The bear doesn't like Zelensky or any of those people. The bear likes other bears. In their caves in Ukraine, the bear likes other bears in northern Russia. The bear likes bears in America. However, if you push Russian people and they unite, not under Putin or flag or, you know, but under knowing Russian people, knowing Slavic people, knowing Ukrainians, Belarusian, everybody in that area. If the people unite to protect the spirit of Slavs, that is going to be the bloodiest most total brutal war because if a dictator takes over that movement that goes as far as america and it's not going to matter who wins anymore there needs to be a recovery stage i don't believe it's going to happen what's going to happen is there's going to be more and more push people that are still following putin if the danger is so real that it no longer matters 
you like, if whether or not whether or not you like Putin, whether or not you like your government, if the danger is so big that you start looking at the government just as also scared people that are running away to defend their house, the fear will unite everyone. Politics will disappear, and the mother bear, if she decides to leave her cubs back in the cave and come out, there is nothing more terrifying that terrifying that Slavic people united to protect their motherland. And I promise you this, no one wants a war in America, as far as I can see in Russia. You know, there's people that have extreme opinions, but overall, no one wants that war. God bless America. God bless the rest of the world, man. But if you have that bear come out, I'm going to put my hands down, man, because I don't want to face that thing. That's all I have it's, to say. It's the politicians. It's it's well, and I, I can't even really say it's the politicians. They're complicit in stirring up this anger this conflict. They're, they're driving wedges and creating the problems where none exist. And it's to cover their own treachery is what it is. Exactly. Everything that's happening is is to cover their own sorry asses. And it's not it's not just the politicians. I mean, we, we can sit here and we can criticize them all day, right? I mean, they, they don't know any better at the end of the day. They're just they're, they're just talking heads, right? It's the people that are behind them. And Again, we can only surmise. We've talked about the the institutions that that we believe are behind them, but we're just surmising. I mean, we have documentation of how they create these working groups and these think tanks, and then they present these ideas to governments, and then the governments run with them. Every society has a spot for its psychopath and sociopath. Sociopaths are the ones that are writing the decisions. Excuse me. No, no, no. You're no, you're you're fine. And I, I again, I don't see I don't see that call. With people, as you're talking about, I don't see it at least. And, you know, I'm on the European side. Germans, Russians, bad blood between the two of them. Right. Americans, Russians, politically bad blood between the two of them. But I don't hear in this three way dance that we got going on. I don't hear anybody clamoring for war on either side. I don't. I know Russian people here. They don't want any wars with anybody. It's not even a matter of whether you support Putin or you don't. I, I don't know what their politics are in that regard. We've never discussed it. But nobody wants a war. Americans, we, we don't, as in the people, us, the ones that actually matter. We don't want a war. You want to go to war with Russia? Are you insane? Are, are you insane? Are you crazy? These buffoons that we've got in Washington, D.C., stirring up wars between these countries, they're not the ones that are going to have to go and fight that war. They're going to make sure that they send your sons and daughters off to fight. They're the ones that are going to have to go and deal with this. Not you, not not them, not their kids. And for what? To add fuel to this fire, where again, where there actually wasn't any. A couple of days ago, Nord Stream 1, Nord Stream 2, those are the pipelines that run from Russia into Germany that power the rest of Europe send natural gas and, and these these types of things. The pressure dropped miraculously. It just went to zero. Hmm. Who can we ask questions to? Can we ask questions to uh, maybe uh, somebody in the in the government here? Oh, no. All those people, mysteriously, they all caught COVID. So they're unavailable for 14 days. So they have to isolate. You know, they're, they're vaccinated and boosted and everything, but they have to isolate. So you can't question any of them. Then an explosion happens underneath the Baltic Sea. Huh. Well, that's just that's that's funny. That's that's awful convenient timing. In the meantime, there was a pipeline that opened up between Norway and Poland yesterday. Just happens to run through the same area. That opened yesterday, the same time that this pipeline was blown up. You didn't hear about the christening of that new pipeline, did you? No, you didn't hear about that. You heard all about Nord Stream 1 and Nord Stream 2. Was that an accident? Of course it was. See, once again, under the waves, under the ocean, invisible, our lives depend literally on a whole bunch of cables 
really, really deep underwater. That's what our, our lives are. The internet, um, you know, the heat, the, all of it. Whole bunch of pipelines, right? The most crucial thing. You don't hear nothing about it. And you got to be aware of accidents. We have a whole, well, not we, but we should get one. But I know they do. You know, accident management groups are really important. First, you got to prepare for the accident. You got to make sure that the accident happens when no one's around. And you got to make sure that the accident happens as safely as possible. Um, you got to, you know, there's a whole crew that makes sure that no one sees the accident happen. That's very important, too. So the importance here is safety of the people. You got to make sure you're prepared for the accident. And I think that's what the government's doing. You know, accidents need to be prepared for and and taken care of in the, in the safest way possible because accidents are dangerous. That's all I have to say, especially post-accident. The cover-up yeah. is a giant, giant, giant amount mm. of work. And you don't want to scare people either. Cover-up. Yeah, cover-up. What would you be covering up? Huh? Maybe some involvement of some kind. I'm not sure. However. I'm not sure either. Uh, let's, let's go back to a statement that was made by Victoria Newland. Who's Victoria Newland? Bruce, you remember Victoria Newland? Yeah, the woman that was asked by Senator Marco Rubio about the uh, the biological research facilities, the bio labs in Ukraine. Yeah, that one. She just happened to make a statement back in January of this year. And what did she say? Um, with regard to Nord Stream 2, uh, we continue to have uh, very strong and clear conversations uh, with our German allies. And I want to be clear with you today. If Russia invades Ukraine, one way or another, Nord Stream 2 will not move forward. Did Russia go into Ukraine? Uh, well, yeah. Yeah. I guess. Did Nord Stream 2 move forward? Um, did it? Yeah. It did, yeah. but it's now stopped. It, okay. it stopped cold it in stopped. its tracks. Uh-huh. Well, 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 because of an accident? Because of an accident? Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Okay. okay, so maybe that's just coincidence, right? Maybe, maybe that's just coincidence. Let's go I'm to- just gullible, man. <laughs> Let's go- Oh, this is going- This is all going to reason, believe me. Let's go to- uh, Stumblebum, two scoops, uh, Biden. Let, let's go to him. I think he's having a chocolate chocolate chip today. Let's go to him. February 7th of this year, right after Victoria Newland made that statement. This is him speaking at the podium with our German counterparts. Let me answer the first question first. If Germany, if uh, if Russia invades, uh, that means tanks or troops crossing the uh, the, the border of Ukraine uh, again, then uh, there will be uh, we there will be no longer a Nord Stream two. We we will bring an end to it. But but how will you how will you do that exactly? Since the project and control of the project is within Germany's control. I promise you we'll be able to do it. I promise you we'll be able to do it. Huh. By what decree is he even speaking? Could they even do something like that? Bruce, do you think it's within their purview to stop something like that? I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I get the I get the feeling when I look at this. I, I think if you put that into crime boss words, that's basically Biden saying, hey, uh, that's an awful nice pipeline you got there. Hate to see anything happen to it. Can I make a quick comment? The the yeah, previous please. lady, the previous lady you played, um, I've studied this quite extensively. Her left eye is wide open. Her right eye um, is nearly shut. Usually that means that the, the person is thinking about the logical path, not the objective 
situation. So she's lying. She's making something up. There's something behind you. She's not speaking out of her heart. That's what I definitely saw because she's her right eye is almost closed. Her left eye is wide open. Like she's she's using the right side of the brain. Her left eye. It's just. I mean, the things are going so insane. There's so much BS that has been said that's been done. And now that we have tech to go back to re-listening to show it to their faces, literally they're just giving us a blank stare, taking out a box of matches and lighting the house. Like that is their answer. When you ask a question now, like I, I could do the same thing. If somebody asked me about whether or not Biden is involved into this whole thing, I would literally say that, well, first of all, I wasn't there for the part of that speech. I can't speak on things that I did not see. Is there a recording? Yes, but there's so many I can go over all of them. The president's general thought is this and this. And why are you questioning the president of the United States as they're searching Trump's stuff? The presidential speeches, I'll go back to that, man. Now we're down to third grade, I hear. What else do you expect? It's just in every part of everything, they're lighting a fire. I'm out of thought. It's it's so much insanity. When I see Pelosi barely, barely able to speak, thousand, thousands of people are booing her. She's trying to speak. I would be embarrassed to death. I wouldn't be. I physically am incapable as a human being to say or do half the things I see them do on TV in front of millions. The level of arrogance, ignorance, and self-righteousness is insane. They all made us become third graders. They all treat us as kids. They want nothing more than to make a mark in this life before they go. That's what I think. These people, they're out of their minds. They have their death wish. They're literally doing everything they can now just to existentially have some fun with this. We're toys. We're, we're just dumb children. That's how they treat us. And, and you know what? We're not really doing much about it. We're talking. Man, like I said, I don't want to do anything violent. I don't recommend anyone doing anything violent. I don't stand for violence or war. However, if I'm surrounded by violence and war, and just like so many other people, if you see somebody cross that line, whatever that line is in your head, you know you're going to get angry. You know you want to get physical. What is the solution to go around that? Well, we have to talk them down to something reasonable. However, I don't see that's going to happen. So once again, I'm not advocating violence. At this point, I am saying that I don't see in the future the possibility of a peaceful resolution to this situation. If we no continue. longer, yeah. If if we yes. continue on this line, yes, I yes. I, I see. And I, you know, I'm I'm less I'm less hopeful that uh, that this can be resolved peacefully uh, unless some serious measures are taken to to stop big this. changes. Just insanity. Th these people are insane. They have gone Literally. insane. They've gone insane. This is insane. So they're running interference now. The media is doing their best to try and run interference. This is an article out of Der Spiegel. This is a big German publication. Uh, this is an article out of Der Spiegel they ran yesterday. It says the CIA warned the German government against an attack on the Baltic Sea pipelines. There are increasing signs of a planned attack on the two Nord Stream gas pipelines. According to Spiegel information, there were already indications from the USA in advance. Why didn't they heed the warnings? So I've been trying to contact the Republican Party in my state. I'm, I'm currently in America. I've been trying to get a hold of them. I've been, you know, explaining to them the 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 fact that we're trying to just bring some truth out. Me personally, you know, us guys, but we're anti-war. And the thing is, the underneath the top people so far, nothing but positive response. Oh my God, we're with you guys. It's a good thing. The community is doing it. We all want to start a war. Nothing. We will get this to our bosses, blah, 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 blah. Nothing yet. Total silence. I'm going to try to contact them again. And I'm just wondering because the, the underneath people I speak to, they're talking just like us. They're saying nearly, you know, nearly the same things. Can't reach the top yet. 
Let's see where I can get to this. I'm going straight to the capital of my state next. <laughs> well, that's all you can do. Yeah. And I applaud you for uh, for taking such uh, such effort. But um, I I think once you get further up that ladder, the more slippery that slope gets, the higher up that ladder you go. And the less- Very response, dangerous. Yeah. It, not only that, but it's going to be the less and less response that you get. You'll be lucky if you can ever get a hold of your uh, your congressman, let alone your senator. You usually end up having to deal with one of their aides when you need something. And guess what? I'm OK with that. I've been BS my entire life. I've been getting doors slammed in my face my whole life. I'm OK with it. I adopted. And that's now as important as actually talking to them, because either way, it's a point. Well, let's continue on with that line of BS, shall we? Let's let's do it. Of course. Because, because we're talking about it anyway, let's continue on with that line of BS. So the CIA warned the German government, okay? Where exactly was that, um, that uh, break in that, uh, that Nord Stream pipeline? Where exactly was that? That was in an area, for those that don't know, it happened in Denmark. And of course, the Danish authorities are saying that Oh, well, we suspect foul play. The Russians are saying they suspect foul play. The Germans are saying that sabotage and the Americans keeping their mouths shut. Well, I wonder why. Why are you keeping your mouth shut? That's pretty cold of a response to give to uh, our ally of nearly 100 years, wouldn't you say? Is that an act of war? Just act destroying somebody's source like that? I would say uh, yes. And not only that, uh, that's a treaty violation. Not to mention the fact this would be a violation by uh, an illegitimate administration, I might add. So you're looking at not only uh, like I, I don't even know if we have charges that can apply within our legal system to this. That's it, how it, bad it's, it is. It's, 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 it's like the America has already been brought up twice, I believe, to the world court, like the NATO court or whatever for crimes against humanity. This is the third time. But here's the thing. The the Biden administration and Biden personally have been like, like where, where do you want me to start with the the connections to the Chinese Communist Party? Where do you want me to start the with date? that? It's, it's insane. The, the amount of corruption that's within this administration. How could you not suspect that it's the Chinese behind it making them do it? I'm just calling a spade a spade. That's all I'm doing. If you look at the amount of money that is transferred between his family, namely through the illegitimate business deals of Hunter Biden, and kicking his percentage up to the big guy. This guy's the CCP puppet. That's what he is. They've got their hands all the way through that administration. So of course, if you can get which let's look at let's look at who's China's who China's ally is here. Right, this is geopolitics stuff. This is this is a very nasty business. China's ally. Who's their biggest ally? Any guesses? Who's their biggest ally? United States. No, Russia. Damn it. Okay. Their biggest, their biggest ally, their biggest military ally is Russia. Now, if you're Russia, what is their goal? I'm not talking about specifically the the, the Putin government, but I mean you can throw that in there because that's what their goal is. These are all the, the guys that are um, the the ones that he, his loyalists and everybody that are around him. These are all guys that are left over from the old Soviet Union. What's been their goal since the Warsaw Pact? What's been their goal to get NATO out of Europe? That's been their goal, right? Who's the yep. head of NATO? Who's the head of NATO? Who funds most of NATO? The United States. Now, if you're China and you've got this little conflict that's going on over in uh, in Ukraine with Russia, this is a perfect way to take that focus off of that, put it back onto the United States, drive a wedge in between, which actually they've been trying to, that's what, what the United States involvement in Ukraine was trying to drive a wedge in between the EU and Russia in the first place. That's what they did. And so now you've got China, in my opinion, this is just speculation, driving a wedge using the Biden administration as leverage 
in between NATO and the European Union. That's my guess. Namely, the Germans. So if you can get the United States to break with the Germans, that's a key ally and partnership that you need to destroy if you're Russia. That's what you have to do. And that's what their goal is. But where was this pipeline break? Right. I, I'm going on and on about this. Where was this pipeline break? The pipeline break was, again, in the Baltic Sea in Denmark, off of the coast of a place called Bornholm. What's significant about that? That's exactly where it happened. What's so significant about that place? Well, to find that out, I had to go pull a magazine article from June 14th of this year, a magazine called Sea Power. And this is the official publication for the Navy League of the United States. What did they do? In June of this past year, they ran something called Balt Ops 22, a perfect opportunity for research in resting new technology, wherein they were running operations in exactly that area, right where that explosion happened. Huh. They picked this as an ideal location. Listen very carefully. They picked this as an ideal location for conducting mine hunting experimentation due to the region's unique environmental conditions, such as low salinity and varying bottom types. It is also critical to evaluate emerging mine hunting UUV technology in the Baltic due to its applicability with the allied and partner nations. This year's experimentation was focused on UUV navigation, teaming operations, and improvements in acoustic communications, all while collecting critical information data sets to advance the automatic target recognition algorithms for mine detection. Don't you find it funny how they, they went to that exact same spot and they said, you know, if you're gonna if you're gonna pick this spot, it's got the ideal conditions for any we're kind of a, uh, for <laughs> exactly for blowing anything up. Exactly. Experimentation was conducted off the coast of Bornholm, Denmark, with participants from the Naval Information Warfare Center Pacific, Naval Undersea Warfare Center in Newport, and Mine Warfare Readiness and Effectiveness Measuring, all under the direction of the U.S. 6th Fleet Task Force 68. Well, that's the only thing that I can surmise in all of this. Bruce, your thoughts? Do you think that the China and Biden administration think, do you think that that holds any water considering how deep they have their hooks into the administration and Biden personally? Yes, I, I, I think um, there, there's something going on there between the, the, the China situation and, and uh, the Biden administration. The, the thing is, is we've kind of talked about this before. This is a long running plan that's been in place to basically push China and Russia together. So it's difficult to say who's playing who here because China functions in 100-year plans, whereas the United States, we typically function in four to eight-year plans. So it's difficult to say who's driving who, but I would say that at this point, it looks like China's the one pulling the strings, especially with this administration being so compromised. And the thing is, is the administration is not just compromised with China. The, the administration is also compromised with Ukraine and Russia, both. So it, it that's true. The, the, the kind of directions this could go as far as with, with with the string pulling and everything, blackmail. Yeah. Well, well, may I, may I add something? I wasn't going to say yeah, this ever. Well, little disclaimer. I am nervous. I have great respect for this person I'm about to speak to. I'm not going to mention any name and I don't want to get in trouble for this, but I will say this. First of all, yes, does China is Russia's awesome backyard back wall. Um, Chinese have been in America for a long time. When we talk government, I'd like to say breakaway civilization. All these people are apart from us. They're making their own plans. What I have personally witnessed is I've been in a situation in a vehicle with a very important um, 
Asian individual, um, one of the people that I would consider the breakaway civilization. And I witnessed them driving around and behaving in America in the city. Um, and all I have to say is that the laws and the rules that apply to them within the um, notice of the government were a lot more lenient than um, for an average citizen. I could be making this up. Um, and like I said, I have nothing but respect for these individuals. But I have seen, um, let's say, what people without rules act as. And that individual was incredibly polite. And, and you know, but I saw how police treat these individuals. And it's it's quite different. And it's scary. It's It scared me because um, truly witnessing an, an underground society or a, a society of people that no longer care about the rules it's it's difficult to believe and it's overwhelming, but um, it happens. It's real. It's all out there. There's a Facebook for rich people. There's all kinds of amenities, hotels, places, uh, basically a whole secret network for individuals that no longer are part of our society completely. They're here, they're ghosts. You don't know who they are, but they walk around and they have a good time, not caring about any, anything around them. And that's, you know, I'm not talking about aliens. I'm talking about the the, the really wealthy people, that the, the, the people that have so much money, they don't know how much money they have. Yeah, the sovereign class that we were talking about in the uh, the social credit system, that that class of people. And imagine, imagine if you apply that to the, uh, the current uh, executive branch in the United States. They don't play by rules. They make up their own rules as they go along. And they've all got diplomatic immunity. They can do whatever they want. I mean, what, what does Joe Biden say all the time? Well, if you're going to take on the government, you need an F-15, right? Isn't that what he says? <laughs> Pretty much. I mean, so, what? I mean, who would we even take over at this point? We, you know, or the people or, or you know, in general. The difference in classes is no longer apparent. The difference in classes is now part of life. It's camouflaged into our existence. So instead of being just like a parent in your face, it's so ever present that it's like you perceive it as comical or a mistake or a goof. Like, you know, Nancy Pelosi not being able to speak on national television because she's, you know, well, I think she's wasted of her ass, to be honest. Yeah, I, um, I think she uh, I think she's got normal. about nine or ten Adderall in her and a fifth of whiskey before she gets Ooh. up there to the podium. I should try it, man. Maybe I'll become a politician. <laughs> <laughs> Um, let's, uh, let, let's get it. You know, something you, you mentioned something there and I, I ran across this article today. You mentioned that, um, it's possible that, uh, and it's just, again, it's just it's pure speculation. It's possible that there could be a coup against Putin. Is that, is that feasible? Is that really yes. feasible? Really? It is. Um, Putin has created kind of like a sub society around him. Could he be toppled? Not at this point of time. Is it possible? I think it might be. I had somebody come up to me literally a few days ago, and I'm an American person. You know, why don't you guys just get together and topple Putin? Why not? Why not? All you have to do is get together. They shoot back. People that are with Putin, they shoot back. So I think what's going to happen is maybe Russia will create a new government and Putin will just have, I don't know, his own piece of land. Who knows? I don't see anyone killing him. You know, I, I was reading an article a couple of weeks ago. There were, and it wasn't really in the uh, in the Western press. It was covered in, in Russian uh, press, but it, well, what we could get out of it anyway. It's very difficult to get information out over there. And then when you when you do, it's like like there's so much because as you said, they're saying both things at the same time, so you don't know exactly what to believe. But you try your best to to sift through it. But I saw that 
I want to say it was 18. I, I don't know what they were called, but they were people of importance as in like important political positions. And they all unanimously went and publicly went against what Putin was doing. And that takes uh, I, in the current political atmosphere, that takes some guts. I was shocked to see that they actually did that. You're talking about like the old uh, Russian royalty? Or? No, no. These are no, these are actual politicians that are in. Oh, just. Yeah, they're in politicians. It was um, I want to say it was like the. um. What, whatever, like, is there like regional, like, I, I want to say, yeah, like, gotcha, senators gotcha. Or, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, it's Russia, Russia is a, yeah, it, that's what it was. Dep deputats, de yes, deputats, yes. Dep I, I know yes, exactly what you're that. saying, yeah. Well, first of all, Russia has a lot of different political parties. The safety is in numbers. If you have one individual, you know, screaming, if you have one individual declaring 100% the truth, He's going to get poisoned with something that's not accessible to civilians or criminals. If there's 50 individuals all spreading one fiftieth of the truth, that's harder to annihilate them all. If you have a whole bunch of people standing up and saying one thing, they'll get away with it as long as they're not actually trying to attack, I think. Putin is in a very peculiar spot. As long as money still has value, things won't change too much. What you should watch is globally how money becomes nothing. And if you have nothing to give to somebody else to protect you, you're losing power. They're switching to something else that has value besides money because currency is disappearing. A trillion to Ukraine. I mean, the numbers are so crazy now, the value doesn't matter. It's probably, you know, if they say the dollar is now at 3% of what its value was over a little over 100 years ago, that trillion is really like 300K or, you know, whatever, a small amount, 3%. None of it matters anymore. Once money is gone, you can't pay anybody. Everybody groups together and gets to survive. I, I think you might be onto something there. You, do you remember, Bruce, when we were initially starting to see the uh, the first steps of inflation, and we were talking about how they were going to have to have the need to start burning off this extra cash, this excess cash. Well, if they're not flooding it into, let, let's just say that for a second, like we're seeing these these large cash dumps go into Ukraine. We know that that's where their money laundering operation was. But what if they're using Ukraine to unload the extra cash? If they're using that to keep inflation down, not, I'm not saying it's going to work. But what I'm saying is, is if you didn't have a place to burn off that cash in these massive numbers, if you were dumping, you know, trillions into or, or hundreds of billions every other day, into the economies, the inflation would go like you'd be Weimar Republic overnight. So I think they're able to to kind of um, avoid the uh, inflation overheating, if you will, by dumping it all into Ukraine. What do you think about that? But they don't want to make us comfortable either. What I think, 100% on the spot. That's why Ukraine was created um, in the 90s. It was originally a spot for mobsters to get together and figure out how to rule the world, basically. Long story short, yes, Ukraine, from its creation, was not for the people. From what I've seen from the governments, from the actual people, Ukraine was created as another project. Like, United States, I believe, was the first big um, capitalist experiment. We became cogs in the machine instead of citizens that are paying taxes. All the excess money did need to be burned off. Um, usually war does it very well. They tried to do something on maybe, you know, on a lesser scale, but they created an amazing pawn, a new piece on a chessboard. Ukraine as an entity, as a political entity, a piece of land minus all the people, is an amazing tool to recycle money to manipulate the rest of the world with violence and currency um, manipulation. Ukraine is another first of its kind um, political entity that size. 
That's how they look at it. They don't look at us as people. As I, as I t spoke about dehumanization over and over again, on a small scale, you have a child that's born into a family that from the beginning teaches the child that these are animals. It's okay to shoot them. It's okay to do anything. They're there for you. As those people grow up, and we're already probably in the second or third generation of actual global Nazis, I call them, people that are up there in charge and their beliefs that we are not really the same species as they, they're more evolved. So the next step is now you have a family that has that mentality, then you have a whole group of people, then you start using us, the population, on a larger scale as living tools. Um, Ukraine is the first haphazard experiment. All that in the long term is leading to total global control. They will separate human groups for specific purposes, like classes, like you guys said. Um, regions will be separated. It'll be country of fun, country of work. Um, that'll be, you know, uh, quarantine countries, most likely, you know, they'll use Australia like they did before. You know, Australia started as a prison colony. That's what they, they, they really did that. That's, I actually have relatives that were deported from Russia to Australia. It wasn't just the, the England that was doing it. They, they really tried once to use Australia as a global dump for criminals. Didn't work too well. People adopt. Everything that's being done has been planned for hundreds of years by families. That's that's the legacy. That's the generational legacy of theirs, um, the world, all of us. The plans are coming to fruition. Now we have grown up children. Now we have parents probably in their 40s, children and their teenagers, teenage years that are taking over the world. They're giving it from the older people and they're experimenting. Here we go, Ukraine. There's uh, nothing to say they're animals. Uh, to, to what you were saying there, um, I, I do think uh, they could be using Ukraine to offload uh, some of the, at least in the short term, to, to try to help with inflation. And it's not, it's not in any reason other than to uh, political gain. That's all it is. It's just for political gain in, gain in the short term. Because we have midterms coming up. We, you, you have to have some uh, some image of stability when when that comes around so this is all just for political political gain in the short term this was a crisis they tried to use uh to, to institute more restrictions more control i mean that that's what they do with all crises now we have the threat of nuclear war on the table now you have people scared of nuclear stuff so now this may result in some kind of legislation that comes uh, towards like nuclear, uh, for example, they may restrict things with nuclear energy or those kind of things. You know, we may see something on those lines. We may see some kind of restriction with travel or, or well, we have these uh, dissenters in our midst that are affecting elections and all that kind of stuff that are from Russia or from Ukraine or whatever the narrative is at the time. Uh, we, we need to have digital IDs that your all your accounts are tied to. I, I, I can see multiple reasons that they're they're pushing the Ukraine and Russia uh, situation. Um, but in the short term, yeah, that that could be what they're doing is trying to burn off some of the inflationary currency uh, to, to, to try to keep things stable for a time just to get past the midterms. Listen, here's a personal freaking perspective for people that talk to in Ukraine. We got a bunch of people together. They said, listen, this is going to be your culture. Your ancient history is in this land. We're giving you here to live and have fun. Next thing you know, <laughs> a government makes people miserable. People rise up. A war started. Very simple. You just trick people into believing they're living in a happy place. And you turn evil, have people rise up. And there you go. It's, that's a social fire. So easy. I don't see Ukraine as a... I, 
listen, I respect the people, the history, the nation, be whatever the hell you want. Have your own house as a separate country. What I'm talking about is a separate group of non-human individuals. I don't, they're aliens to me now. Anybody who does that kind of stuff is alien to me. We have a group of aliens that literally are using people as objects on a large scale and people being people can't perceive it because they're not animals. It's tough. This is a tough, tough subject. It is. It's, it is. it's horrible. It's brutal. It's, and man, can I talk, I could talk about Chechnya and going to Russia and all that for a long time. I can explain what would happen if Russia was actually invaded. I'll tell you what, that's an interesting conversation because some people, and we can talk speculatively and, and that, that type of thing. We, we can talk about that. But unfortunately, we're out of time. We can't do it this week. Maybe next week when you're on, we can discuss all that. Because, I mean, these people, as I, as I said earlier, these people, they're clamoring for a war. So let's talk about what that might look like, because a lot of people don't think about what that might actually mean. I don't I don't think people can can quite wrap their heads around that. We hear talk about, well, what if China invades the United States? Well, what if they do? They're obviously going to be making a, uh, a West Coast landing, right? They would be coming across the Pacific. But let's think about what that would mean. There's more to war than just making landfall in a country. You've got to have logistics, supply lines, resource lines, the, the whole works, and they don't have it. They wouldn't make it past the, um, uh, they wouldn't make it past the Rocky Mountains. And then you're going to have to deal with, uh, <laughs> you're going to have to deal with Midwesterners. That's going to be a big problem. They'll run through California, but yes. Oh yeah, they'll, they'll bulldoze California. Yeah, sure. But my, my point is, is that a, a lot of things go into fighting wars and, and maintaining a presence in, an, in a foreign country. We can discuss that. Um, yeah, that, that's something that I would like to talk about. And we'll, we'll discuss that next week because that's, um, that'd be an interesting conversation to have, I believe. By next week, there might be war declared. That's true. That, that is true. Yes. Anyhow. All right. So we're going to go ahead and call this one done. But before we do, Pavel, do you want to tell people how they can follow your work? Do you want to talk about uh, work you've been doing on your websites? Uh, any of that nature? Yeah. Please go ahead. Absolutely. So I kind of took um, a little vacation from all that stuff. Um, so I do own supportdonaldtrump.com. Um, we're looking at the political situation. We're seeing um, where that can go, but we do need your support. We're in touch with the Republican Party. It's a giant effort to wake people up to war actually is, to what it is, to how it's going to look like and how it needs to be avoided. The big thing that's coming out is a website called AmericanStoitism.com. It's going to belong to me, but it's going to run, be run by myself and Americans. You know, we're, we're all citizens. We're all interconnected. Uh, most of us are born in the United States. We want to bring back some sort of basic logical rules for men to adapt to this situation, for women to adopt to it, for families to recreate themselves. We're just trying to bring back the community as it is outside of all the global influences. We're trying to help people re-remember what life was like and should be. AmericanStoitism.com. Um, I'm dumping all our resources in, into that right now, looking for sponsors. Um, everything so far that has been created, all the posters, everything that's been distributed personally, it's, it's, it's all just our money, our funds. Um, no one's ever given us anything. And I like it like that so far, but it's getting to a point that we need support. We need to start doing this massively. You can always get in touch with me um, on Facebook. Um, I'm under a fake a pen name, which is uh, Flint Russo. Um, you can always contact me. Um, my email address is moderator at supportdonaldtrump.com. I am accessible. We're willing to work with anyone or anything as long as the entity is based on peace, anti-war, and common sense. God bless you all. I just want love, 
to be around more than it has been. Very simple. And I encourage people to uh, to visit your sites uh, and to uh, follow your work. So uh, please do. Yeah. Please do. Get oh, yeah, by, by the that. beginning of the next month. Thank you so much. Absolutely. We'll see you next week, Pavel. Thank you for being here. For those of you who'd like to send us some feedback, please do so anytime by sending us an email at dynamicpodcast.protonmail.com. If you'd like to send it to Pavel, if you don't want to reach out to him through the ways that he just mentioned, you can drop us a line on our email account. Just put attention, Pavel. We'll make sure that he gets it. Also, do you like the podcast you're listening to? We do love having you as a listener, and we would ask you to pass this along to five friends. That's all, just five friends. Do you know someone that you're trying to wake up and get them to think on their own? We would appreciate it very much if you would send them our direction. It's always a pleasure to have you both here, gentlemen. Thank you for being here this evening. Thank you to all the listeners. Everyone have a great evening.